flight track. Welcome to Infandelity with B and C. One day, a former jock, that's B, married a self-proclaimed nerd, that's C, and slowly she introduced him to the path of nerdum enlightenment. Here we will discuss pop culture media and fandoms that we share and some that we don't. It's all fun and games until your spouse finishes a show without you. Welcome back to another week at Infandelity. Hey, y'all. Uh... All right, so... Let's get into the movie and TV news this week. I just wanted to briefly say that Dune comes out this weekend, so that's exciting. Also, Insecure comes out, what, Sunday? So that's exciting. Um, And Eternal comes out the week after Halloween. So in three weeks, two weeks. So that's also on the list for movie and TV news. Oh, and because this is a Zendaya Stan podcast, she was named CFDA's 2021 fashion icon, youngest person ever to receive that honor. So congratulations and shout out to Zendaya for that. I am constantly standing her outfits and posting them on my Instagram. So I'm super hype about that. What's SFDA? Uh, Center. CFDA? Or? CFDA. Oh. I said S. What's on your mind? <laughs> it's teeth whitening. CFDA. It's like Council of Fashion Designers of America. Okay. I won't be able to look at you for the whole podcast. <laughs> no, don't look at me. I'm not. Um, Rihanna, I think Rihanna won, and I think that's when she wore that uh, Swarovski crystals outfit. Mm hmm. And that, like, whole do-rag and everything. I think that's what that was. When everybody comparing to Lizzo's. The one With that, that blue was, outfit? She was, like, naked, basically. That's yeah, but Rihanna's... Time. I guess you could say. I would say Rihanna... Like, to me, Lizzo's look like a mesh net. Mm-hmm. And Rihanna's look like... Like, mesh with rhinestones on it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, but this is a this is a movie and TV podcast. So, let's talk about homework. Homework is our segment where we discuss uh, weekly shows that we're watching. Like when you go to counseling, you get homework from your counselor, and then you discuss it the next week. We discuss it when we meet back up on the podcast. You have sex education on here. Oh yeah, child! I thought I was gonna watch more than I did. I watched, um... It's a long show. I barely got the first episode. Not saying it was nothing bad. I think I was just distracted by other things or whatever. But from what I saw, I me mean, it seemed like it was, it was interesting. I saw, like, the whole friend aspect of the white boy with the, with the, uh, gay, gay, uh, black best friend. Uh-huh. So I saw their, um, friendship or whatever. Um, I see that the... Do you know, what's the character's name? What you character? The, the black guy. Eric. Is... I see that he's being, thus far he's being bullied, or mm-hmm. was being bullied by some Caucasian man in the hallway who mm-hmm. was taking his stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's going to come to an end at some some point in time. Um, but 
that's kind of what I've got from the show thus far. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I plan on, um, I didn't say a few episodes already to watch, um, on the flight and stuff like that. So I will be prepared to, uh, you know, hopefully, I know I won't knock out a season that fast, but hopefully knock out a couple of episodes, um, within that time. So yeah. Yeah. We still haven't watched On My Block or Midnight Mass or American Horror Story. So those are kind of on the back burner right now. Um, sex education, Shannon texted me and she was like, did you tell me to, or she was like, have you seen sex education? I was like, yeah, I'm caught up. And she was like, did you tell me to watch this? I was like, probably. She was like, it's a really good show. I was like, yeah, that's why you should watch the shows that I tell you to watch. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, sex education is cool. Season three was eh, but it was fine. Okay. Um, so let's talk about Dave Chappelle before we talk about Squid Game. Okay. Um, so yeah, guys, I mean, for y'all who may or may not know, I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. So I watched, and that's the thing too, I, we came back from Orlando and I looked on, um, Netflix randomly and I didn't even know that he was even coming out with anything, but I just randomly saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh shit, hmm, he has a, a special. So I caught it before all the hype and before it hit what it is now. So I watched yeah. it. Um, and here's what I'll say about Dave Chappelle. I'm going to just be brief about it. Again, with me saying I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle, I've always known his comedy. And for anybody who watches Dave Chappelle, y'all know his comedy. Y'all know that he can be, you know, dark sometimes. And the whole purpose of comedy is to, like, make people laugh. But outside of that is to, you know, take serious situations and serious problems and issues and make light of it or whatever so we can all come together and and, and you know have a, a moment of enjoyment um so you know that said <clears throat> you know i've pretty much known all of his specials word for word like the originals and shit um of course Chappelle's show like you know we've all laughed and that's something i've me and you discussed before but i'm gonna say it on the podcast real quick but we've all laughed at, you know what I'm saying, like other shit that he's done um, from, like I said, nigger family to uh, Clayton Bigsby shit to the racial draft to, you know what I'm saying, just a lot of different different aspects that we've, that, that he's touched on that we've kind of chuckled at or whatever. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've always just seen his comedy for what it is. And, you know, there's comedians that personally... I'm not a huge fan of Case in Point. I don't like Kevin Hart. I used to like his comedy, but he's not funny to me anymore. He's gone too commercial. He's not funny. Um, and I, I just don't enjoy his comedy anymore. So I'm not going to watch it. You know, I'm not, you know, he's had several specials come out here and there ever since he's gone, I guess, too mainstream, I guess, when he started making actual fucking movies and shit. But mm-hmm. ever since then, I don't, I don't watch them. So it's like if it's something that I'm not gonna watch or something I'm not I know I'm not gonna enjoy I'm not gonna watch it, um, but that all of that said, um, from what I saw, um, like I said I took it for what it was. I had my chuckles and stuff like that. I mean you know I can see, what up you know I can't tell anybody or nobody you know what or they can't be offended by something if you're offended by anything and that's that's you know what I'm saying that's your right that's on you you can't nobody can take that from you um but as far as me watching it um you know as far as the comedy aspect of it you know it's it's dave chappelle so 
So did you feel like it was funny? I did. I mean, like I said, it was it was some parts that was like, eh, you know, but for the most part, like, it was it was it was pretty funny to me. Okay. So. Okay. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't watch the special, and I haven't really seen a lot of Dave Chappelle comedy. I've seen Chappelle's show. I loved it. Um, and I've always kind of had like enjoyed dark humor. Um, I guess if that's what you want to call it. I don't want to say racist humor, but like this humor where people can just laugh at themselves and, you know, and make light of things that can sometimes be dark or whatever. So I always enjoyed that type of comedy, but I never really found his specials to be funny. The ones that I did see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, from what I've heard and what I've gathered, I just feel like if it's not your jam then just don't you know don't give it don't give it energy you know things blow up the things that you give energy to and like that's just kind of how i feel but again we're coming from a privileged place so mm-hmm. we just have to you know definitely trust when people say they're offended by something that yeah they're offended but also you know dave Chappelle's not going to be canceled no one's getting canceled netflix isn't getting canceled you know, right. let's be real. We're not boycotting Netflix. Right. Um, so, and I mean, shout out to those people. Like, I definitely, you know, <laughs> want, I want workers to be fair. Oh, my God. We should talk about this in movie and TV news. The dates of the Marvel movies getting pushed back. Yeah. I, I saw something. That. Yeah, I saw something today that was basically like the workers are on strike or that the strike's Basically, the the movie industry's union or whatever, mm-hmm. they their striking has worked. And I haven't, like, read anything into it. This is just something that I saw in regards to the date change. And they said that the striking has worked. And basically, like, by them changing the dates, it allows them to be able to work better hours, you know. And basically, it's just the crew members and the people who actually do the day-to-day, you know, basically saying, like, Marvel basically has us in a damn factory on a plantation cranking out these movies. Yeah. And um, this will allow them more time. So that's part of the reason why the movies got pushed back. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. This is just what I happen to see um, online. So Doctor Strange uh, and the Multiverse of Madness has been moved from March 25th to May 6th. Thor, Love and Thunder has been moved from May 6th to July 8th. And Black Panther Wakanda Forever has been moved from July 8th to November 11th. So these are some pretty huge jumps and <laughs> gaps in between. Yeah. I mean, it's like a two week, it's like, not two weeks, sorry, like a two month two, delay yeah. between um, when they said it would drop versus when it's actually going to drop. And, you know, we'll see if anything gets pushed back even further. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, question. Just real quick, going back to movie and TV news, I forgot to talk about DC fandom. Did you watch the Batman trailer? Oh yeah. And how you feel about it? You like Bat the you like Batman. I mean, we mm-hmm. all like Batman. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I'm not gonna hold you. I like Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Batman Begins and that whole thing. And I mean, the older Batman's too. I grew up on those, so I yeah, fuck with those. But yeah, I'm how a, you feel about the Batman? I'm a huge fan of Batman, Obvi. Um, Not Obvi. 
Man, I am. Like, <laughs> nigga, cool as fuck. But, no, nah, I've always loved Batman. Um, the original movie, hell, the original show, when the motherfuckers had Bam and Wham and Bop and Pop and all them old, like, sick Yeah, my shits. mom used to watch that show. Yeah, so I've always loved Batman. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to be, you know, I mean, you know, let's let's give uh, Bobby a chance and, you know, see how that... <laughs> Not Bobby! See how that goes. Like I said, originally when they first came out, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want Edward doing this shit, bro, like... You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if I don't know if I can see him as Batman. Like I don't know how it's gonna work, but whatever. I'm all about giving people a shot. So if it's trash, it's trash. I'm gonna let them know about it. But if we do a decent job, then you know, pat on the back. So I was like a Patriots jersey. I, <laughs> I love Robert Pattinson. Um, obviously, I love Twilight, and mm-hmm. even though those movies are shit, like, I just like the whole nostalgia aspect of it, right. but I'm trying to think of others. Like, I, I mean, he was good in Tenet. That's the most recent thing I've seen him in. Was he in that? Okay. Uh, yeah, he was the white dude. You know, I wouldn't motherfucking know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of if there was something else that he was in, um more recently but i mean he's been doing like more serious roles he doesn't really do a lot of commercial stuff so this is i feel like this is like big commercial things since twilight and i i was here for it um the trailer looks cool zoe kravitz looks cool as fuck as catwoman so mm-hmm. i'm i'm excited for it i mean it doesn't look like anything super different they said or before this trailer premiered it was said that this is going to be kind of like a psychological thriller or like more of a horror type of movie. And I didn't really get those vibes. I guess I did get a little bit of a psychological thriller. But I watched the segment um, on Fandom. It's on HBO Max. So if you miss like Fandom, they have some stuff on HBO Max. Um, and it was like an interview with the director and Robert and Zoe. And so they basically talked about it. it's kind of a psychological thriller because basically it's it's in the stage of um, Bruce's character when he is like dealing with his grief and becoming Batman. So it's hard to blur the lines between like, is he Batman? Is he Bruce? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it's dealing with, I guess. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm excited for the Batman. I'm also excited about Black Adam. I talked about it just a little bit with um shannon because one of my favorite actors in the movie so hype about that hopefully it's good i don't really have any expectations um we did start watching shazam because i watched it and i was like uh i don't know if i really like this but everyone was like no it's good it's good it's good so i was like okay i want to be prepared for black adam because they're kind of similar characters Mm -hmm. or they have like the same got their powers from the same wizard or something um so Started watching Shazam again the other night, and I had some chuckles. So I was like, okay, this might be better than what I thought it was. So I'm going to finish it, and um, that was the main thing from fandom. Titans get season four, but we already knew that was going to happen. Anything else? Anything else? Flash. Oh, yeah, Flash. I'm not pressed about. You love his character in um, the Snyderverse. I'm not really big on him. And then Ezra Miller, I think he has some allegations. Like, he's kind of an asshole. Who is that? The guy who plays The Flash. Oh. Like, I think he had, like, some type of... I don't know. I don't want to... I don't want to talk about shit I don't know about. But he has something going on. And it's kind of been swept under the rug. 
Um, and then what else? What else? What else? Oh, there's a show coming out on Netflix called The Sandman, and I don't know what the fuck it's about, but it's based on a comic. Um, Neil Gaiman, he did, uh, what did he do? American Gods. And he also, uh, he also wrote an Eternals comic book too. But, um, it's Neil Gaiman comic called The Sandman, and it has, um, what's our girl? Brian. Who? Brian of Tarth. Her name's Gwendolyn. That's her real name. I can't remember her last name, but Gwendolyn. She's gonna play Lucifer, so it's gonna be kind of like some lore, some mythical stuff, um... And I'm excited about that. So, and nobody knows when that's coming out. So that's what I am hype about from fandom. Okay. Back to on topic. <laughs> so, yes. I want to go live, but just show me. Yeah, don't show me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my teeth white for my 30th birthday. Uh... Dave Chappelle. Okay, so we talked about that. So, yeah, basically just, you know, it's a lot going on with streaming in the movies and TV. I want all of the, I want workers to win. I want, you know, fuck the corporations, all that stuff. I support them, but am I going to boycott Netflix? No. The, girl, <laughs> the girls is giving us too much. How you going to boycott you gonna Netflix? Uh, How you gonna boycott Netflix? Yeah, I have no idea. How? So. Like they literally giving us everything. Yeah. Out. Well, yeah, for the most part. Outside of HBO. Yeah. So no. Um. Let's talk about Squid Game. Okay. Ah. Uh, okay, y'all. So it took us forever to finish this fucking show. It did. Um. Okay, so Squid Game is a South Korean show, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just a little bit of information on the um, creator. Not, I forget how long he was sitting on this shit, but it, it was like 10 years. Yeah, it was like double digit for sure. Like he's been sitting on that shit for a while and nobody ever picked it up. And eventually, you know what I'm saying, through perseverance and I'm sure prayer and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of... Yeah, luck probably manifesting and all that good shit. You know what I mean? He ended up um, getting picked up by Netflix and now it's literally like one of or if not the top Yeah, It's the number one show in the world. Or it was at least, you know, a couple weeks ago it was the number one show in the world. Yeah, so super fucking dope. So yeah, I mean... um, It's a great inspirational story. Yeah. So the show is basically based... Uh, well, it's pretty much about like a group of people um, that we come to realize are just motherfuckers who gamble and just in debt, like drastically in debt, um, pretty much on their last couple of legs, <laughs> especially financially. And um, why are you rushing me? You want to see? You want to draw the boat? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you want me? Go to? ahead. Draw the boat. Okay. So Squid Game is about. These uh, people who are in debt and they get recruited by some agency or people to be able to win money towards their debt. They say like $40 billion, which equates to, what did you say? Like a million, 40 million. Um, And they, of course, because they don't have any other options, they agree to um, play this game to win back their debts. They go into... um, they they're kind of kidnapped into this 
on this island um, and they are told that they have to play games. Uh, the first game is red light, green light, um, and they realize that if you are eliminated, then elimination means death. And so they have to play a series of games where they could be eliminated, they could be killed, and whoever makes it to the end wins this billion dollar prize. That's kind of the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how did you feel about it? Um, about what? About the show. Oh, I mean, I like the show. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways we can go and talk about it. So I really don't. It's very broad when you say how do I like it or what I think about it. Think about what in particular. Your main, your main, like, what is, what are your positives? What are your negatives? You know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I like the show. Shit like that is entertaining for me. So, I mean, you know, I like the gaming aspect. I like figuring out, um, not even figuring out. I just like seeing, like, I don't know. I like murder, I guess. But it was just cool just seeing like, different ways that motherfuckers gonna die. It just gave me, like, just saw vibes and, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, like kind of Hunger Games kind of shit. So it was just like, you know, how are these people going to... Like I said, you just know that only one person can win. So it's like, you know, you kind of can get an idea of who's going to win based off of who the main characters are. Mm-hmm. It's, so that part became like kind of... Um, obvious. Yeah, like very obvious as far as like just... Certain games would be set up to where it's like, okay, well like, like the Marble game. Like when they start to partner up and it's like you put... Uh, uh, say Bjork with the other little girl. It's like, okay, say Bjork is clearly going to get out of this shit. Like, the little girl, the other girl, she definitely going to die. Uh, when it came to the old man and, and Gion, I definitely knew that, of course, Gion was going to come through this shit. Mm-hmm. When it came time for um, Sang Woo and Ali to, to, when they were partners and we figured out what it was, I knew Sang Woo was going to was gonna live. So it's like, certain stuff like that, like, you can tell who the main characters are and who's going to make it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that was like just very obvious, but as far as like just leading up to that moment, um, it was cool watching the watching the different um games and you know, like I said, the nigga definitely still needs help regardless of the fact. Like anybody who comes up with some type of shit like this, and you come up with some type of ways of murdering motherfuckers and different ways of playing games to kill people, it's like all right, bro, like what's really going on? But. Um, like I said, the show was, was interesting to me. Um, there was some backstory that I feel like could have been left out. Um, the backstory, uh, and of course, these are all spoiler alerts. Um, I was going to say, we didn't do no spoiler alerts. But I mean, niggas know at this point, when we watch this show, like, if you listen to this show at this point, like, you know what, what we talk about. So, um, when it comes to that, it's just like, you know, um, fuck, I don't know if I was about, what I was about to say. Where was I at? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Were we talking about violence? Were we talking about... But what about violence? It was somewhere up in there. Oh, them... Basically... Oh, backstory. Um, <laughs> What I did need on this shit was the fucking backstory. Because, like, it was just like... uh. Like just the whole shit with the do- with the donor and shit, or like the uh, when they was like taking motherfuckers like organs and shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why I didn't I didn't need that. Like that did that served 
zero purpose for the story. Because realistically, when they found out about it, that nigga didn't even give a fuck about it. All he gave a fuck about was the fact that they didn't make it an equal opportunity, an equal game, or a fair game for everybody. Because he was giving the answers to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they didn't even give a fuck about the fact that they was doing that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why... It, it it was just it was just unnecessary backstory, just extra fluff. They should have just been all games, or just dealing mainly with the people. Or if you did want to give us some backstory or a little bit extra on the guards or whatever, cool. But we really didn't know much about the guards until we really don't know much about the guards at all. Like you don't learn anything about them. All you know really is just the police officer who was being a guard, and outside of that, the guards are almost. They almost treated just like the the, yeah, the, the other people. Yeah, and I watched. And they did say something about that. Like the guards were like, "Yeah, we're kind of in the game too." Yeah, like they were saying, like, "We all alike. Like we all the same." And from what I also looked at too, I saw on us. Um, you know how like just explain a different shit like that. Somebody pointed out that I don't know if you remember when the, he was playing that game with the man who kind of put him on and gave him that little card. The man in that in the, yeah. in the subway, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a blue card and a red card. So basically, they were oh, saying yeah, like you did one tell of the, me that. yeah, one of the cards could have been whether you are playing, you know, what I'm saying playing or whether you're a guard. Right. So that's just a you know a theory that that was out there too, which sounds accurate. But like I said, outside of just the backstory and shit, that was just unnecessary. Other than that, I enjoyed the show. Um, what about you? So, I was definitely intrigued by that first episode, intrigued by the level of violence, of course. Um, so, I was in the show, or I was, I wanted to watch the show to see, like, how crazy are these games about to get? And so, my main critique is just that in between the actual, it just took so long to get to the actual game. Like, I felt like we had, like... 40 minutes of exposition and then 15 minutes of game. And because, again, I don't have any problems with subtitles. It's just that depending on the time of day that I'm watching something, if I have to read, I'm probably going to fall asleep. It's the reason why I didn't even continue like season two of Narco or three of Narcos or whatever. Like I just, if it's, if I have to read the entire thing, like it just makes me tired. So that was, no, it wasn't in subtitles. It was dubbed. Yeah, we watched dub. <laughs> I mean, we had a dub and sub. But, but it was, yeah, it was just a lot of talking. Uh, a lot of talking. I was like, I'm here for the action. Like, I'm here for the games. But um, I think, too, the overall kind of theme, and a lot of people got different things out of it. And uh, you know what? I should have pulled up. Um, wow, people don't be thinking. Excuse me. I should have pulled up my analysis of what I got from it. Because, spoiler alert, turns out that this old man that's in the game that you kind of feel sorry for, because it's like, damn, he old and he got to he gotta deal with these debts and he got to go through all this crazy shit. You know, he about to die anyway. And turns out, you know, he was one of the game masters. He just wanted to play because he wanted to feel something again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my, my analysis of the show was that... Basically, it just symbolized what you have to go through in life, especially as like a poor person is like, you know, you in order to go from like a poor person to a rich person, you may see some fucked up shit, you know, you may partake in some fucked up shit. 
Um, and you may, and you, you're lucky. I mean, a lot of the times that Jihan won was simply luck. Um, so I feel like that was kind of what I got out of the show. Okay. This is what someone said on Tumblr. Junk RT said, Squid Game is so, so good because it is such an accurate portrayal of capitalism. It constantly feeds you the narrative that technically all the players are there due to their own free will and they are all equal. It all it also constantly pushes the idea that as long as they work hard and do their best, they'll eventually get rewarded for it. It's fair. The thing is, they're not there because they want to be, but because they have to. And no, they're not at all equal. Each one of the games are based entirely on luck. It's almost never your fault when you lose. Rather, it's just a system working against you. And yeah, in the end... You may get rich, you may just make it after all that hard work, but you definitely aren't going to get there without harming someone else in the process. So that pretty much kind of more eloquently summed up what I was trying to say. And here's my analysis. Like, again, it sounds crazy, probably just like how I worded it previously to reading that excerpt. The rich make... The rich make the poor play fucked up games and the only way to get ahead is to lose all of your morals or be lucky. And if you are lucky enough, you are going to feel guilty once you get to the top because of all the horrible shit you've seen and may have done along the way. So then you got to make up some shit to try and justify it and make it right to make yourself feel better before you pass. That was my analysis. Okay. So yeah, there's there's an overall, you know, theme and... I also read somewhere talking about, did you see Parasite? I think so. There's a couple other um, Korean like movies and TV shows that are popular in the United States. And they're basically just critiques on capital capitalism. Um, Snowpiercer. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I thought we watched it together. Maybe not. But Snowpiercer is also another critique on capitalism because you have like the people that are kind of on the not the back of the drain and then they have to get to the first class part of the drain and so you're seeing like you know how the difference between the first class and the the back of the train is and then mm-hmm. parasite is like oh the people who work for the rich family and like how their living conditions are so that's interesting but again to me, I think it was good. I just think it was a lot of um, a lot of exposition in between, like what it was actually like mind blowing about the show was like, damn, they really killed off two hundred people in the first episode. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I didn't. I didn't care about the message. Honestly, I knew there was supposed to be one. I know Zuri hyped it up. Oh my god, I can't wait y'all to get the end so y'all can see what the message. I'm like, all right, whatever. But when I got there, I'm like, yo, y'all. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of basic, and I feel like it was just kind of a generic message. Um, and then it was just like, oh, I want to wait to get to the end to see why they do it all it is. Oh, we was bored, and we got too much fucking yeah. money, so we just there decided no- to get together and, yeah, make you know, have motherfuckers kill each other or do whatever they can to make, you know, to win money so we can have a little fun. So it was just like, uh, but... Like I said, overall, I like the show. Um, R.I.P. my girl, 67. I hate that she died. Yeah, that was sad. Um, what else? Oh, I have a really... I ain't gonna say I have a beef, but I really got this thing with motherfuckers who who watch... Subbed? 
I have an issue. Oh, everybody's and saying and that you didn't get the right translation. No, 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 not even that. It's okay. Hold on to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't get the right translation. That's cool. But guess what? Most of the time, y'all motherfuckers don't speak Korean. So how the fuck would you know anyway? How would you know anyway? Oh, you don't get the right translation. You don't even speak the language. So how would you know? Who are you talking about? People who are watching the show and who are watching it subbed instead of dubbed. Oh, okay. I so when you watch it subbed, that means you're watching it in its uh, regular right, language, but you're correct. watching the subtitles. Right. So we watch it subbed and dubbed, but a lot of people yeah, watch I was it subbed. I always, I always do both ways. A lot of people watch it like, like. So I got a lot of people who like, like Cliff, for instance, but he like watch anime for real, for real. So I get him. But I like a lot of other brothers that I got, like all them niggas, will, they will live and die by only watching shit subbed. And I'm like, a lot of people like, I'm like, what? Like you don't like. I don't know. I don't know what that adds like to them. Like, how does that add anything to you when you don't even Maybe know the language? Maybe it's less distracting. So, to some people, when the mouths aren't moving with what they're saying, like the sounds that they make, it's distracting. So, like, I tried to get Shannon to watch Elite, but she was like, "I can't because the mouth is not matching up." So why did? So she did. She watch it subbed? No, she didn't watch it at all. Cause I don't know. If she watches. Stuff with subtitles. Subtitles, okay. <laughs> yeah, my that's my thing. It's just like, bro, I don't understand the language, so I'd rather have it subbed and uh Exactly. I have I have English subbed. We got we have English yeah. subtitles on English movies. So it's just like Yeah, I like I liked it dubbed because again I have to be kind of multitasking in order to stay awake for anything, even if I'm enjoying it. So I need the dub for audio in case I look down and I miss something. And then I need, did I say dub? I need dub for audio mm-hmm. and I need subbed for one. When you're, when you're watching something foreign, it, I'm always curious as to why the, the translation is different mm-hmm. from what is typed versus what is spoken. Like, and I'm assuming that they dub it in American English. So they're like, oh, this makes more sense in American English. So like, say for instance, we're watching Elite and someone might say like bloody hell, but in the 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 dub will say, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then the sub will say bloody hell. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. I mean, but I understand what that means. So I, I'm always curious as to like what the choice is between dubbing. Like I, I'm guessing if maybe if they dub something in like Great Britain English, it would be different and it would be more accurate because they're gonna translate it in their you know European English. Right. So, um, that's always interesting to me. Two more things before I move on. So one, where do you see? next season and like oh there's gonna be another season i'm sure there is going to be i mean because okay here's the thing they left so they can go they can go two ways with it they can that can be the end Mm -hmm. i like open-ended or they could that's the thing like he was supposed to go off and see his daughter Mm -hmm. and like he had just talked to and all that shit i got a gift surprise for you all that shit and then you get to the airport, they tell your ass to get on the flight because your ass is doing too much, and you turn around. So it's like, are you trying to go back and shut the shit down? They're not going to let your ass back in there because they already know what you're probably going to be trying to do. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I feel like they're probably going to do something because it, it's money on the table. 
I mean, I'm trying to think of other stuff that was like one season that was good. I mean, HBO is good for that. <laughs> They're good for not renewing stuff. Um, will they renew Squid Game? I don't know, I guess. But my, my critique would be to just like give me a few characters, you know, mild backstories and just show me the games. Like, get to the games. Get to the games. Like, that's mm. what we want to see. So, we'll see what happens. And for me, the worst game was the stepping, the, the glass. glass stepping stone yeah. shit. That was horrible. I yeah. personally feel like I would have died on the, I would have died on the honeycomb shit. I would have died on red light, red light. Yeah. I'm clumsy. 100%. Honeycomb shit would have got me because I would have picked the umbrella. So I would have picked the worst the the worst shape possible to pick. Yeah. But if I would have survived everything else, that fucking glass shit definitely would have took me out. I would have, like I told you, I would have rather died. I would have just tried to fight one of the guards so he can shoot me and I'd be <laughs> done. Because there's no way possible I would have done that shit. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and then get to the rest of the show. Um, don't forget to shop Rooney's inventory closeout sale where they are. there are styles up to 70 to 80% off. Fall favorites, so perfect for this time of year. Um, while we make space for new garments, order now at RooneyBoutique.com. That's R-U-N-I Boutique.com. Also, if this comes out prior to Sunday, there is going to be a one-day 20% off discount for all of our merchandise. We never discount everything because a lot of it is made well pretty much all of it is made to order so we're gonna give this discount as just a thank you and to celebrate this new decade and yeah hopefully you take advantage now back to the show all right let's get into tea for the week so you season three mm-hmm. joseph is back on his bullshit Joseph is he? And Joseph and wifey back on their bullshit. Um, so yeah, brief synopsis of season three: Love and Joe are married. They move to a suburb in North California. I'm like thinking like the Bay Area. They kept talking about tech, so um, Ooh. they move to NorCal. They are basically trying to, you know, get used to like the married life and the suburban life. Um, trying to uh, stop, stop. Joe is trying to stop killing people. You know, he's trying to live a normal life for his child. Basically, um, he thought they thought they were having a daughter. They end up having a son. He immediately is kind of frightful of having a son because he doesn't want them to turn out like him. And Love is concerned about just being, you know, dealing with being a new mom, but also wanting to feel kind of unconditional love from Joe and from um, the baby. And her mom is going through a divorce. And so she's dealing with her mom. She's also dealing with the grief from losing 40 as well. So... That's kind of like brief synopsis of where the show starts. And then, of course, shit spirals from there. First episode, shit is spiraling. First. So, yeah, you... 
trying to talk positives and negatives. Okay, positives about you. Yes, the first episode immediately draws you in. People, people need to take notes. I do not want to have to watch one to two to three episodes to be like, all right, this shit good. Like, first episode, pull some fucking punches so that I want to continue on with the story. Mm-hmm. And immediately, well, not, I don't say immediately, but I Shit. mean, pretty far into, or pretty pretty quickly after it starts, you know. And you see at the end of season two, Joe saw someone through the fence. Mm-hmm. And he was starting to, you know, develop an infatuation through the fence. So, you knew there was a neighbor. So, they show her... And that Joe starts to develop his infatuation. And you also realize that at the end of season two, um, Joe was going to break up with love, but she told him that she was pregnant. So that's the only reason why. Okay, go ahead. Hold the horses. Joe was finna break up with her. Joe was finna kill her motherfucking ass. Oh, yeah. Joe had them handcuffs right to her goddamn neck. And she was like, no, I'm pregnant. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, because Joe, he, oh God, this man is so insane. He's a work. He's a work in progress. But he is, he wants somebody pure. He wants, he's Captain Save, Captain American Save a Ho. Like, the number one Captain Save a Ho. Mm-hmm. And so, once he realized how insane love was and how violent she was he didn't love her he didn't like her anymore and it's like the bitch the audacity <laughs> literally because he feels like he's saving he's saving these people right um and so any hoosies love realizes that joe has oh no Love finds Joe's. So Joe goes to the. I don't want to like go episode for you episode. You don't, but you can. You gotta start. You gotta start. You have to at least give us a basis of how the shit really kick off the rest of the season. So basically, Joe and the neighbor are flirting. The neighbor is kind of like she just kind of. I don't want to say all over the place, but she's married, but her husband's not really there, so she's just kind of doing whatever she wants. Essentially, um, invites Joe over. They have a drink. She. Um, what is it called? Approaches Joe, propositions him. Yes. Um, Makes out with him. And Joe was like, I'm married. Starts to feel bad. Goes home. Well, little do we know um, love is like, oh, I'm going to buy this bakery. Like, I'm going to get my life back. And she's like looking through boxes, looking for her bakery shit and stumbles upon Joe's stash treasure box. And Joe has the neighbor's panties, the neighbor's bloody scarf, the neighbor's tampons. And that's where I screamed because I was like, oh, this nigga's sick. Because you forget, you know, sometimes you forget being in his mind so much that like, he means, like, he's creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, even outside of, like, the fact that he doesn't want to be violent, he's still a stalker. He's still obsessive. And so there's still issues, you know, psychological issues there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you see that, and you're like, oh, this nigga's ill. And Joe uh, Love finds it, and the neighbor is also the realtor who's uh, trying to get her to lease this bakery. So... She is looking at the bakery and she snaps and acts, uh, slices homegirl's neck with an X, mm-hmm. the neighbor. So that's episode one. Love has already killed 
one person. Uh And of course, she immediately calls Joe to come save her ass. And so the kind of whole, you know, premise this season is that love is very unstable. She's a very emotional killer. She's not thinking things as thoroughly as Joe does. She just, however she feels, you know, it's like, Sometimes you do be wanting to choke a bitch out. Sometimes you do want to smack somebody upside the head. But you don't do it because you know you can't. Love don't have that. Mm -hmm. She don't have that. So that happens. Um, There were so so many things that happened this season. So I'm trying to keep it concise. But the main thing that... So that's my first positive is that it started off good. Um, My second positive i would say character development for sherry and carrie that was an unsurprising or that was surprising to me because i hated their asses hated them like they were awful awful people um carrie super self-centered sherry as well and she's like an influencer and she's annoying blah 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 then they get caught up in the situation and Love, again, acting on impulses, screams out that she murdered Natalie while Sherry and Carrie are in their house. Of course, they hear it. Uh, even She was like loud whispering. I wouldn't say she screamed, but she was like basically loud talking. And of course, they got to put them in the cage. And so, you know, there are three episodes in the cage. They're just kind of like, I don't know. They're comic comic relief, but they're also kind of going through like their marriage issues or whatever. And you kind of see the real side of them. The fake the fake shit kind of goes away because they're in a life or death situation. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, what else? 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 Mm, I'm trying to think another positive. I would say those those are my main positives. I mean, Joe, you know. He didn't kill anybody till like the last episode, which I guess quote unquote is a positive, but I'm team like I'm not team Joe. I'm not I'm team both of them need to go to jail because they're awful. Um so the for the fact that he only killed one person, I'm just like, mm, I guess. Like he's trying because he wants to be better for his son and he, you know, and for now Marion rolls eyes. He done found a new infatuation, a new person to save. And so that's why he wasn't trying to kill people. And he was basically just cleaning up Love's mess the entire season. Um, now on to my critiques. One, I feel like you would be better without... Like, there were some filler episodes in the middle that kind of... I don't even remember because we binged, but also... And we didn't even binge binge. We We watched, like, four, then we watched, like, two or three and then we watch like two or three more um but yeah some of some of it just kind of got drawn out a little bit because i was like okay like okay somebody gotta catch these niggas and oh i will say that's another positive excuse me how when joe was stalking and people were noticing Because before it was like, how y'all ain't know, how y'all ain't see him. But they made it more realistic where basically every time he was talking to somebody, he got caught. I think except for Marion. But her husband, her ex-husband, he got caught. The neighbor, he got caught. So, 
that was interesting as well. But yeah, I'm just, I think that if they, you know, cut, cut the fat, cut, cut out some of the extra shit, um, I think it would, it, it would, it would have been, it would have kind of went a little bit quicker. That tweet's still funny. He said, my guy puts on a baseball hat, thinks he's wearing invisibility clothes. Literally. So yeah, I definitely think, um, I definitely think that. I thought that was interesting as well. And yeah, my whole thing is just like, I don't want this show. Like, I started to feel like towards the end of the season, like, okay, if they don't end this show in four seasons, it can go downhill real fast. Because it's like, it's only so many times you can literally get away with murder. Only so many times. So... But I do like again. Here's a here's another po- positive. Good lord, can I go? <laughs> You're Jesus. not interested. You can talk to. I thought you was gonna give your positives and your negatives, and it was gonna be my turn to go. Girl, you still adding on to your list. <laughs> last one, last one, last one, last one is that I do like that. It's kind of like a how how it's can like Kid Fury? These are Kid Fury uh, sports shorts. <laughs> how can you um? Damn, I sound like that little boy now. Basically, how Love and Joe have to outsmart each other. I like that. I like that, too. All right. It's your turn. Joe and Love have to outsmart each other. That's basically kind of the point. Like, who's going to win? Um, okay. So, y'all know, I've recently... I'm, this show is fresh for me because I've just been season one and season two. So, three literally came out like two weeks after I had finished it. So, it was still fresh on me. Um, like she said, like... You know, seeing at the very last episode of season two, you automatically, um, yeah, season two, you automatically just know that he's going to be, Joe's going to be stalking this lady pretty much probably the whole entire season. And, you know, I guess my first thought was like, okay, like it's going to get to a point where he's getting too obsessive and, you know, love is going to either tr- either kill her or try to kill Joe. But like I said, when she died first episode, I was like, well, shit. So again, like I said, that's something that reels you in. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck's going to happen on the next episode, in the next episode, in the next episode? Um, I also liked... Um, I don't know, bro. I like J-Lo. Like, in an odd way, I know they both killers. I know they crazy as fuck. But it was like, they were in an odd way, just like she said at the very end, like, they fucking perfect for each other. I personally also feel that, I don't know if they mentioned it or not, but it appeared as if, like, she was going through postpartum. Mm, um, yeah. Because you it's like... probably it, say that. Because it... And so, in that case, in that situation, it's like, you know, like, I think realistically, she just really wanted Joe's love, coincidentally, Boom, boom, boom. No pun. <laughs> but it's like... But she, she's all, she always did, though. What? Like, she was kind of just as obsessed with being loved because she felt like she didn't get it at home mm-hmm. even before the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. Like, I, I'm... It, there could be some postpartum in there, but I felt like... She, I don't know. I don't have any kids, so I can't say she, she But was, I was going to say... I, I feel like maybe it was just like just new mother. Cause she would just keep mentioning like, you know how she got to do everything by herself and she got to do this shit with the, with with the kid all the time. But it's like realistically, when you think about it, 
Joe had Henry the majority of the show. When we did see Henry, he was with Joe. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it a buck. When we do, when we every time we do see Henry, for the most part, he is with Joe. So it's like when she kept saying that, it's like, girl, well, he he doing what he, but what, what you know what I'm saying? But it's just like I don't know. Like I guess she didn't feel like so with the postpartum. That's why I said I felt like she had postpartum because then when she met Theo, um, Theo was just like just something new and refreshing and somebody that was like complimenting her and then like just taking notice of her and somebody that was kind of giving her I guess what she was desiring now what she wasn't really getting from um, Joe because every time they did have an issue she was always saying like oh you never really loved me or why don't you love me or da 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 I think still in the back of her head it was it kept still playing that he almost killed her and the only reason why she was mm-hmm. alive was because of Henry mm-hmm. and that's the, literally the whole entire show even during their counseling and all that shit that's all he mentions is Henry that's all he mentions is why he's there I'm only I'm here for the kid I'm here from uh, oh well why didn't you leave Joe oh well I feel like you know I want my child to have both parents and it's like it, it was never about love it's yeah, and she knew. That. Yes, she knew that. Right. So. That's that's kind of that's it was like they could see through each other's bullshit, mm-hmm. literally. So she knew that, but she wanted again when they had that kind of breakthrough in therapy that they were. Um, they ultimately wanted the same things. They wanted to be loved for who they were. Mm-hmm. You know. But they're, it was never going to work because they're both sociopaths. Mm-hmm. So it's like they, they want they want what they want, but in a very, in, in a way that doesn't exist, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. This show is, it's really interesting and it has a lot of layers. Like even their kind of marriage in general, like. They have like real marriage problems mm-hmm. <laughs> on top of the psychological problems. So it was interesting. And I like towards the end, too, you can start. I mean, even though she started getting crazier, mm-hmm. you can still start to see she started to think more like Joe. Like she started mm-hmm. to Yeah, like, she started to learn his pattern. Yeah. So I, you know, she started to really get good. Um, but in a, in. Speaking of what you were talking about as far as the show, yeah, it's giving she me... She was plotting his death the whole time. Huh? She was plotting his death the whole time. Or she, not plotting his death, but plotting in case she would have to kill him. Yeah. I mean, both of them realistically kind of yeah. had a little backup plan because neither one of them trusted each other. Yeah. They said that too. Like, she said, I can't trust you. He said, I can't trust you. Like, <laughs> they literally couldn't trust each other. They was both like, they... I mean, of course, he always hit a key. But, I, of course, once she saw that he hit a key, that's how he was able to get out with her. Shit. She was like, well, shit, I need to hide a key, too. And, I, like I said, I knew that Sherry Care was going to find that key. Because, again, they showed us that shit. Mm-hmm. Why would, that's another thing about this season, I think I would say that was... Some things were just kind of predictable as well. Mm-hmm. Just with some things that were happening. Like I said, I, I called him and Marion from the very first episode. Like the first episode. When he was stalking Natalie ass. 
And just by the, the just just based off of what Marion was talking like saying to him, mm-hmm. and like even the second time he came back, and she was like, "Oh, you want me to find you another pretty lady to find? Suggest you a book." He was like, oh, "I already found her," and I was like, "Oh yeah, he finna it's finna be a wrap." Mm-hmm. Oh, and it wasn't until he found out about her real life and how he needed to save her ass and just the predicament she was in with this abusive ex boyfriend and this, all the shit she was going through. It's like, okay, damn. He gonna get with her ass for real now. Try to get with her because there's somebody that he can save. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's giving me very much Elite, i.e., um, the same killer, shit. Killer, the, killer yeah, the like episode. who who done it? Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's very much Elite. Like who done it? Every season you going through from top to bottom, from beginning to end, of who killed this person, and it's just like all right with this show. It's just like. Like you said, like, you can only kill so many people before, like, okay, like, you know what I mean? There have been serial killers, you know what I'm saying? Like, strings of, of, of killers. But it's just like, you know, what's the end game for Joe? Like, I, I know you want prison time for him, but, like, where, like, what's, what's going to be the end game for him? Like, it's going to be... Die. Like... So, but my thing is, like I said, like, I, I mean, I feel like, and even though I just got on the show, it's just like, all right, y'all, like, y'all y'all can't keep giving us the same thing every season, and, you know, that be it. Like, you know, either get him, so, I don't know, do you think it's going to be a continuation of he trying to find Marion, or you think it's going to be somebody else that he going to get, or try to get with? Because, like, again, we do know that Marion was trying to go to Paris, and he's back there now. Like, well, he's there now. So he's another whole other country um, trying to find her ass. So I don't know if it's going to be a continuation of him really trying to find her or if it's going to be like while he's over there, he happens to stumble across somebody else and have his infatuation with them. I think that he is going to be looking for Marion and then stumble upon somebody else to obsess over it. Mm-hmm. Uh... There was one more point that I wanted to make about the show overall. Oh, Theo. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to actually compliment the show initially when the Theo character came in. Because I was like, oh, it's an older... I don't know how to say this. But a, a a cougar type of situation, but not a child, not somebody in high school. So I was like, okay, this is how you do like an older person, younger person dynamic without it being gross. And then they were like, he's a teenager. And I was like, oh, God, why you got to be a teenager? Like, I guess to make him more you know, even more innocent and kind of explain his behavior because he was, like, in love with her, like, off top and was, like, obsessed with her and was, like, not letting up. And so I was like, okay, I guess being a teenager did kind of explain his behavior a little bit, but he could have easily been, like, 21 and still acting like that. So that was my another critique is just, like, why do we have to keep making people, you know, teens? And even though... We technically we don't even know how love how old love is. We don't even really know how old Joe is. So I mean, the ages probably weren't that far off. But 
I mean, you, I, I'm looking at love like she's like my age because she had married before, like she's married again. She's kind of had a career. So I would say she's probably in her late twenties, early thirties. So why, why, why? That, that's my only concern. Yeah. I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be a goner. He was one person I got wrong as far as who was going. Him oh, and yeah. Sherry. I thought Sherry yeah. was going to die, too. Yeah. Sherry and Carrie, honestly. I thought yeah. they were going to die, and I thought... Well, at the beginning. It wasn't until they got locked up, I'm like, oh, they're going to find the key. But with uh, with Theo, I definitely thought he was going to die. When it, it wasn't until... The, re- the, the moment I knew he wasn't going to die was when I saw that Joe really didn't love love. Like, he didn't want to be with her no more. He was like, yo, you, you really, really crazy, and... I like marrying now. At that point, I'm like, oh, he don't give a fuck. No. So if something, because I ever, I thought like, oh, she was texting uh, 40s old phone. I'm like, oh, he finna find. Right. He right. finna find that shit. Why did they even have that? Yeah. See, that was another kind of throwaway. Yeah. The 40 old phone thing yeah. and the uh, the the trip. The, the, the man, man trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it was it, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It showed, it, to me, it just showed me his strength. So I knew at the end, when they were locked in the cage, it wasn't going to be, like, no easy death. Like, yeah. that nigga definitely on some, like, yeah. mutant shit almost. And Carrie did say, too, he was like, I take this. You can't kill me. He said, yeah. he take something. He's like, yeah. I, you can't kill me. And they had all the medicine and shit. He had that whole medicine yeah. bio shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of shit ready. Um... What else? Who else was I gonna talk about? Uh, Theo. Um, God damn it. Sherry. It wasn't the mama, but the mama crazy as hell too. Yeah, the mama's oh. an alcoholic. Try to steal the baby. Right. Speaking of shit. Because she knew all about them. Yeah. So I don't know if she knew about Joe. She didn't know about no, Joe. She knew about she knew yeah. about the mama. I mean, about uh, her daughter. Yeah. Um. I didn't need, I know it spiced things up, but it didn't, that poly scene didn't do anything for the show. The, the, the swingers? Yeah. When they tried swinging? Yeah, it didn't do anything for yeah, the they're just, show itself. Yeah, they just, that, and again, that was a kind of a point where I was just like, okay, they're just literally doing everything. They're just trying shit. <laughs> they're they're literally shit doing everything. Cause like, and I, cause like I said, I don't know, like, why, I don't know. Again, I feel like they were trying to force, especially love. Like you know, you really like. I don't know. It was almost like she didn't even want to really be with that nigga neither. Like she ultimately kind of wanted to be with Theo, but she just knew realistically, like she just she had this whole thing about family in her head. Like she all about her family. You know what I mean? So her family come first with her. But it's just like, mm, I I don't know. I just I just thought that her mentioning that shit or whatever was was random. I feel like. Sherry, I don't know, bro. I feel I, I really hated Sherry's character, honest to God. I really did. Because I feel like y'all had her in here, first of all, annoying as fuck. But then outside of that, she messy as hell. She talking shit about love and all that shit. Like the first episode. I was say I thought she was going to die because I'm like, oh shit. Love to her talking shit about her and her family and all this other shit. I just knew that I was going to be an OV. But... And it's like, I don't know, she just was always shady throughout the whole, the whole season. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I just... That's what I said, she had, surpri- they had a surprising character development. It wasn't until the last episode. I don't like the last two. Because it was like, 
okay, girl, we don't care, we don't care, we don't care. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Just that whole fact of her pushing up on her. It, it, I don't know. I just find that weird. Like, you giving her all this hell. You talking all this shit about her. You, you know, all this other stuff. But now, when you got her to a corner by yourself, now you and Carrie are interested in, in J-Lo. And y'all want to have a go at it. Yeah, I mean, there was a new me in town. Then be that when I get here. Don't when I get here, you start talking shit about me and my family. Let me be the new me. If I'm gonna be the new me. Well, she did say I did grow to like you as a friend. Kind of like I after thought, she defended her, after she defended her in the woods. Now, Miss, I thought Bams, that was Cap because no, she was it was up. it was Cap from from Love because Love needed wanted to appear normal and wanted friends and wanted some type of connection. So Mm -hmm. she, you know, stroked her ego so she could become friends with her and kind of to get the heat off the back of who killed Natalie. Mm -hmm. So it was cap on love's part, but Sherry was like, oh, you stood up for me. I kind of fuck with you. But when did she stand up for Sherry? When um, Theo had cussed her out in the woods when he was on the search. Oh, oh yeah. Well, shit, she deserved it. She did. Shit. Bitch on some hashtag bring back Natalie, bitch. Yeah, she was she was annoying, but again, I was surprised that she became less annoying at the end. Kind of in her own way. Um, all right. So yes, again, wrap it up. Season four. I don't want another season of this because I feel like any further than four is gonna go bad. It's gonna go bad. I don't want Penn to do something else. Because people be thirsting over, him, over Joe because they like him. And it's like, mm-hmm. can't really do that. Mm. Oh, <laughs> and the West Collar didn't serve nothing either. Natalie's husband. He, no, exactly. He gave nothing. Exactly. To, I, nothing it's, to the story. Nothing. Like. I thought he was going to kill Joe. Yeah, I thought, I thought something. he was a licking. Nothing. Nothing. I'm just gonna let you sit here and let whatever happened to you happen to you. And he dipped. I'm. This what is what the whole. Yeah, right, they built his. They built his whole character up, investigating, doing all this investigative research to throw for all Theo. of his research away for the right Theo to get it or whatever. It was for Theo, so he had a storyline. He was a he was a prop to help Theo storyline. But it's the but what did Theo Theo end up getting clocked in the head and then took it to an ambulance? I mean, took it to a hospital. What did what what did it really do for his story? It didn't really do anything for Theo neither. Once he found out, and he went to the he, I mean, I guess okay, it did, it did gas us up once we knew that Theo was going to the bakery and then she wasn't there. So I'm like, all right, she she definitely he definitely finna go downstairs and see yeah, Sherry and Carrie. But that still didn't go nowhere. Like he didn't get out. He got knocked upside the head. Another thing for you to like Joe about because he didn't kill him. He took him to the hospital. Yeah, Joe only had one body, y'all, and that was. An asshole. Someone who technically deserved it. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we're definitely going to be seated for season four when it comes out. So congratulations. But also, let's 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 wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Mm. All right. You want to do your ad and then we end this thing? Yeah, y'all get at me on the sneaker culture shit. I have a sneaker show mm-hmm. called I, uh, on IGTV called Sneak Geeks where we discuss... 
Sneaker culture, um, I look into your top five or your favorite collection. Um, you know what I'm saying? A couple of questions here and there. Very much Q&A style. Um, yeah, so get at me if you want to um, discuss some things. Uh, my Instagram is Brenton Tarantino. And um, you can get at me on Twitter, too, at SilkSmooth. Yeah. All right. So just quick recommend recommendations. Recommendations within the next two weeks. Again, I talked about Dune. Um, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to watch it either... I'm probably going to watch it twice. I definitely want to see it in theaters. Um, I did hear some kind of critique about it, feedback about it. So I definitely want to watch it in theaters, but I'm probably going to watch it on the plane um, just because I want to. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I mean, I'm sure I know you're not really a sci-fi person, though, but we'll, we'll watch it and see. Um... Also heard about this show called Made. I have no what idea what it's about, but it's on Netflix, and that was recommended to me as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? You gonna watch whatever you can watch. Sex yeah, education. At this point, yeah, sex education. Elizar season four is gonna come out, so I want to catch up. Um, uh, what else? Uh, I'm gonna try to get in a couple episodes of Dexter in here and there where I can. Oh yeah, Dexter comes back the beginning of November too. Um, and I won't be done by then, but I I just at least want to just kind of get it get started. Um, and yeah, those are the main things like, I think that come to my head for real. Oh, and finish. I want to finish fucking what's called I want to finish American Horror Story. Yeah, get back to that too. Um, that's the main thing. And yeah, so that's all for me. Um, so yeah, make sure y'all follow us on social media. We also have an Instagram now. So yes, we are on the gram. Follow us at uh, it's the same as Twitter. So it's infandelitypod. Um, also, make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at infandelitypod. Where you catch us uh, live tweeting all the shows that we're watching and movies that we're watching and you know things of that nature. Um, and yeah, that's all I have. You done? Yep. All right. See see y'all next time.